Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining us on the World of Wrestling Podcast. I am Alex, your host, and we're going to be talking about some of the stuff in today's Sunday session. Welcome to the first ever Sunday session. This is episode two of the podcast. Uh, it'll also be episode one of Sunday session. Um, I was supposed to have some special guests with me today. Obviously, uh, where I live at the moment, I've got a bit of thunderstorms and hail happening, so... Uh, some of the storms are kind of preventing people from coming over. Next Sunday, on the Sunday session, we hope to have a couple of guests. We're going to sit around our panel booth. This is our panel booth. It's a poker table. Might play some cards and talk some absolute smack about everything we think we know about the world of wrestling. Um, and we will talk everything and anything in the world of wrestling. So, thank you for joining us today, or joining me today. Um, we're going to get straight into it. Uh we're going to talk today about what the plan is for the podcast uh, for the future. Obviously, we've got um, two episodes a week coming out, so we've got the Sunday session, and we've also got the World of Wrestling podcast, Wow Factor, which is the um, the meet and greet of all indie wrestling shows around the world. Um, obviously, in episode one, we talked to Charlie Brennan over at Paramount Pro Wrestling. Um, we've got some guys lined up as well next week for some other shows. I'm not going to give them away, um, but we've got... Uh, about, so far we've got about uh, 25 or 26 indie wrestling companies who are willing to get on board and they want to be a part of this awesome project. So uh, thank you to all those who have reached out. Um, I've actually got some awesome news coming around for that as well. Again, I won't drop that. I want that one to be a big surprise because it surprised the absolute crap out of me when they called me uh, and said they want to be a part of the podcast. So that was amazing. Uh, but stick around and you might get a hint in the end of this podcast. So... Today's episode, again, like I said, we just talk about what's going on with the future of the podcast. Uh, the first few weeks, it's going to be kind of the testing, the feeling area of, of obviously getting microphones and cameras and stuff like that all good and sorted. Uh, so I do apologize if some of the microphone quality is better than uh, worse than other times. Just trying to get those um, in the right plan of attack so we can kind of just go and do a podcast from now on and actually make things sound fluid. Um, so yeah, so, uh, Wednesday nights, we're going to be doing podcasts on obviously you meet and greets around the world of wrestling. Um, Sunday session is going to be more of a funny kickback and relax. So, um, if you're just like me, who's an absolute nut and a fan of wrestling around the world, stick with me on Wednesday nights. We will be uploading every Wednesday night for a podcast, uh, in the world of wrestling itself. And then obviously every Sunday, uh, or slash Monday, depending on how late into the night we go. Um, will be a Sunday session podcast. Um, most podcasts will last about an hour. I would say our uh, Sunday session will probably be about two hours. Um, and then once a month, we'll do an ultimate six-hour segment where we will just probably compilate a lot of things um, that we've talked about, maybe we left out, um, followed by a bloopers reel. I feel like that's going to be kind of funny to everybody to see how it all goes behind the scenes and then obviously everything doesn't work to plan. So, yeah, so that's the plan for the podcast. In the future, we plan to have one episode a week of talking wrestling about a company, uh, provided by, uh, sorry, followed by a uh, Sunday session with uh, podcast of the crew, and we'll just talk some crap uh, about everything. I mean, who knows what will come up on this podcast? We can talk some weird and wacky things. Um, I've got a really cool segment in, uh, in mind 
um, of a of a what if sort of situation. Oh my, my English is really bad today. It has been a long day, so you have to bear with me. Uh, but it was a what if situation of like, what if a QWA superstar was in a triple threat match with someone from AEW and someone from WWE? Who would win? Um, so we've got the the what if triple threats. Um, we've got the crazy scenarios. We've got the. Um, if we went back in time and changed something, how do you think the future would be? All these weird and wacky things that we're thinking about doing, we'll bring them out into the Sunday session. It's going to be a very fun podcast. I can't wait to do that one. And then also, yeah, like I said, Wednesday nights is more along the lines of just talking shop with some of the, the indie shows around town, finding out what they do, uh, how they book people, what stories they're looking for, kind of ideas about where they want to go with their show uh, compared to other shows around and how theirs differ from other people, um, obviously, around in their, in their country, because obviously, uh, we have a lot more of a different aspect in Australia, where uh, our our shows are kind of very centralised to one location, um, so if you're uh, in my show, we, we're centralised in my hometown, um, our big brother company there, they're, they're central in, in Townsville, um, then you've got places in Brisbane who are pretty much, their postcode is their show, uh, whereas you've got places like Liverpool, as we were speaking to Charlie in the third po- first podcast, and he'd said that they tend to travel around the outskirts of Liverpool and just try to not tar, not interact with the middle, um, but they they'll they'll travel around and um, open open their, everybody's eyes up to obviously indie wrestling and, and how indie wrestling is for them. Um, but we've got a lot of other countries involved as well. Um, I just had South Africa message me about a wrestling show that they're doing down there uh, in Johannesburg. Um, I've also got. Uh, Alaska, Alaskan Pro Wrestling, um, like three shows from Canada, over a dozen from the States, um, especially a big doozy one from the from the States. Uh, for those who don't... Oh, so for those who are listening to the podcast and have no idea some of the slang I say, I will probably, in the video version of this, uh, put up the slang meaning at the bottom. Um, so when I say doozy, uh, it means it's quite a big deal. Um, or... No, I'll actually go into the other <laughs> other ones, but I'm sure you can imagine some of the weird and wacky things that us Aussies say down under, and um, we can correct a few things on Sunday as well. Uh, we also want to bring some of our previous guests into the podcast. So uh, we spoke to Charlie in episode one and said, look, if we were to do a, a Sunday session, would you come back and, and join us with a Sunday session via via Zoom? And he said he'd happily do that. So we'll, we'll set up a laptop to the side and, and have him join us in for a game of poker, we might deal him a hand and show him the camera or something. We'll figure it out. It's going to be cool. So that's the plan for the podcast in the future. So I hope you guys stick around for what the, the future is going to hold for the podcast. I feel like this is going to be amazing. Um, we haven't even tapped Australia yet for podcasting um, for any of the indie shows in Australia. I kind of want to save Australia for um, when the podcast kind of gets a bit more traction. Um, so that way we can go, now the world has been seen, let's show the world what we are and who we are as, as wrestling companies around Australia. So uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be very exciting. Um, moving into the next part, I guess uh, we've we've kind of just delved into what I'm, I'm doing and why I'm doing it, obviously because I, I love wrestling so much. And um, I am a freshly born professional wrestler now, I should say, is probably the, the best words to use it. Um, I've only just finished completing my debut match for my wrestling company that I work for. Um, 
fantastic company. I, I couldn't speak any highly of them, uh, any more highly of them. I literally just the, the words that come to my mouth when I when I think of um, the the company that I work for, QWA, Rockhampton and Townsville. It's just it's it's such a family based it's a family based event, but it's also a family based company. The, the the way they treat you there, you're you're a brother, you're a sister, you're your family. You're not just another worker. You are you are someone's brother. You're someone's they they have you in the ring and you have them in the ring and uh, it's just yeah, it's it's phenomenal to to be a part of something so so loving and so like just they they the way that they come and talk to you about stuff after like your matches and stuff like hey this is what you uh, I saw in your match hey if there's any ideas I can give you here's some and it's always great advice so uh quick little plug I don't want to delve into like I said I don't want to delve into our matches or our shows too much because obviously I want to save uh, essentially the best for last not like save the the, the best of of my podcast um ideas for last of, of obviously bringing some of our our local talent onto the show and talking to them um but uh yeah i the best thing i can say is that qwa townsville qwa rockhampton if you get a chance check us out youtube instagram facebook if there's a social media platform i'm sure we're all on it. Um, I believe that QWA Rockhampton has Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok, I believe. Um, I'll drop the links in the description below for the YouTube video. Um, as for the Spotify account, uh, I'll drop the link for the YouTube video. You can head over there and check out the links for that. But, yeah, so, uh, freshly born my um, referee. Sorry, <laughs> freshly born referee. I don't even know if I can cut this out. I think I should probably just leave it in, just so it's like it's kind of a raw effect so you guys can kind of see this this takes a lot to do um another shout out i'll quickly plug in there the bro day podcast they actually spoke about this in i think episode seven or eight it literally takes like so many takes to get this thing right and uh it's you can stop and start and stop and start and unfortunately for me i can't just high five myself and um and start the segment again it's it's more on the lines of oh, if i've stuffed up i've got to start the whole thing again and it takes forever so if I make a little bit of error or a little bit of mistakes, I, I do apologize. I will correct it as much as I can. Um, but I want to make this podcast as raw as possible because we want real reactions. We want real emotions because at the end of the day, this is real to us. This whole wrestling around the world, it is real to us. It's real to me. I know people say it's fake. I would love to duct tape their mouths and feed them a million months of history and and rules and, and what. To me, it's not fake. Um favorite two favorite quotes i've ever got told i'll save them one another one for the other time but uh wrestling is real people are fake it's kind of a little bit pushy um in the way in the sense of what it is but in my opinion it's it's real man uh you you either do it because you love it you do it because you see people love it you do it for the fans we we all have a reason behind why we do it um, but essentially at the end of the day for me personally, I love running out of the curtains and seeing the crowd go absolutely crazy. Uh, whether I'm a heel or a face or whatever the case may be, it's, it's just great to be a part of something so amazing that eyes are on you for, for five minutes and then you get to set a story. You get to tell a story. You get to be somebody else. It's, 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 yeah, world of wrestling. Do it for the love of it. So in saying that, obviously we, we want to talk about... Oh, sorry, I want to talk about weeds. Tumbleweeds today. Um, 
what I want to talk about is a bit about me and how I came to be a part of wrestling. Um, and also, too, I want to talk about um, why why this? Why have I chosen to do this? Why have I chosen to do wrestling? Why have I chosen to do a podcast, of all things? Um, and then we'll just, yeah, talk about some other cool stuff that I've got planned out. Um, dropping my Apex Anderson shirts uh, this week. I'll drop a link in the description for that one as well. Um, I'll get to Apex in a second. Um, we'll talk about all of that kind of side of it in a sec. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll just quickly get me out of the way so you guys can kind of understand why, who I am, why I'm doing this and what's going on. So uh, I have a real name I'm going to keep disclosed uh, for the podcast, just for kayfabe. Um, so to those who don't know me, uh, my stage name is Alex. Uh, or Alex Anderson, I have a reporter kind of gimmick as well, um, and my wrestling character name is Apex Anderson. So um, Apex is obviously the stage name, Alex is kind of like my outside ring persona that people can come and see me and, and shout my name out to, um, and then I have a real name post that, that um, yeah, it's it's weird and wacky, but uh, it's, yeah, I, I accidentally made a mistake of using it as my referee gimmick, um, and now people probably know me by my first name anyway, but I'm hoping with the new idea that I have for this gimmick that um, people will forget that and just start calling me Alex. So, but we'll see how we go. Um, the, the way we run our shows, it's months between or two months between a show. So hopefully people forget some stuff and then you can kind of just brainwash them into thinking I'm an Alex. So, um, yeah, so I'm Alex. Um, I just had my first match in Townsville. Um, my Townsville match was against a guy called Bubbles Calhoun. Big guy, beautiful guy, big heart, just great to work with. Um, I know I, I can't really say like he's one of the best I've worked with or anything like that because he's my first match, but he made everything feel super relaxing and super comfortable. He was just like, yeah, man, let's just go out. Let's have fun. Let's put on a great great performance. And it's, it's nice to be able to ease into something that you've been training for for a long time to worry that you're going to get there and screw it all up and, and then things start running through your head like, am I going to do this right? Am I going to stuff this up? Am I going to miss a spot? Then it just, it's all running through your head like 10 seconds before you go through the curtain. I'm sure most of you already know this, but if you don't, you're watching this because you're a fan. Uh, we'll go through some of the things I felt uh, right before I stepped out for the first time as Apex. Um, <clears throat> so the story goes back two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. Um, I was playing professional rugby league um, and I just finished uh, just finished winning my grand final and we decided to go to our local sports club for the weekend to um, celebrate the win. And when we got there, we celebrated the win, saw that there was a ring set up inside of the, uh, the sports club. We are like, oh, cool, must be boxing. Um, and as football players, we're hard-headed. We love a good biff. Um, we were kind of hoping that there'd be this massive punch on in the middle of the ring. So we, we stuck around. And then um, music started playing and then out comes a guy dressed in a full-blown lucha get-up with a wolf mask on. And I'm like, this is not boxing. I think I know what this is. And the funny story to go back before I go here, and I do this a lot, so I do apologize. I will tell the story, start the story, and then I will quickly take the off-ramp to another story. And then I'll come back to that story another 140 kilometers later. So I apologize, but I promise I'll come straight back to where I started just here. So I'm leaving with uh, 
guy came out in a lucha outfit and a wolf mask or a wolf lucha mask um and i and i recognized the mask from from one thing so i was a massive wrestling fan growing up um i used to sit and watch monday night raw friday night smackdown and ecw like almost every weekend uh i would come home from work of course someone has to drive past with a loud car at the right time I would come home from work, I'd come home from school, wherever I was coming home from. First thing I'd do is I'd go back and check the recordings of uh, when I had Foxtel IQ or I think it was, whatever it was, Ostar. Um, I would literally record all the WWE episodes and it would be so backed up that it would just absolutely annoy my mother because she would just be going through trying to find her episodes of TV shows she's recorded and it's just lists of Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, Friday Night Smackdown, ECW, and... I would just go through and I'd watch them all, and it got to a stage where mum was just mum was just deleting them um, because she's like, "Oh, you haven't watched, you've already watched these," and I'm like, "No, no, I've missed it. No, I've missed certain parts." And best thing about WWE is kind of like you can you can leave it for a while, you can come back to it three months later, and you haven't missed anything. You probably missed one or two bumps, but you know it's it's the storylines are probably still going or something's just kind of shifted a little bit. So uh, it was it was good to know that uh, what I missed out on wasn't really much. <laughs> um, so I was watching that and I was kind of getting more excited about it that I'd go to the backyard and my brother and I would wrestle on the trampoline and like, we'd put the trampoline up against a fence, pretend the fence with the ropes, we'd run ropes and hit clotheslines and RKOs and spears and pedigrees and all these weird and wacky things. And um, one day my brother told me he, he'd heard about a thing called backyard wrestling. And I was like, oh, whatever this is, it sounds crazy. And then we stumbled upon YouTube. Now, it's probably when YouTube was just coming into the fold. And then over the years as I grew up, I tend to watch more backyard wrestling and then WWE as well. Um, just because of the backyard wrestling was a lot more us, things we could learn. Uh, obviously, you had like... A lot of people would come out in trampolines and like they'd build their whole backyard around their trampoline into a wrestling ring or something like that. Whatever it was, it was they had weird setups. They had people jumping off their balconies, landing on the trampolines and hitting weird moves and it was cool. It was really cool. And then I stumbled upon indie wrestling, you know. I didn't know much about indie wrestling because I always believed that growing up, um, you only had WWE, IWGP um, ECW was obviously, um, outside of WWE before, I think, I could be wrong here, I keep hitting the mic here. I could be wrong here, but I believe it was Paul Heyman ran ECW outside WWE and then part of WWE, again, could be wrong, I apologise, um, but there was, there was ECW, there was Raw Smackdown, IWGP, and TNA, and that was the only ones that I knew of, and I always thought that if you wanted to go somewhere, that's where you had to go. I didn't realize that there was such a thing as indie wrestling where if you didn't get into those places, there were still places you could go to around the world um, and, and you could travel and do all those kind of things there. So I was having a look at stuff like that and I was like, oh, I'll have a look on YouTube and see what's indie wrestling and, and go from there and, and, you know, find out. And then I stumbled across, uh, what was it? It was an indie wrestling show in Brisbane, and it wasn't one that I was familiar with yet. 
I'd seen it on YouTube and I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll give this a watch, see what it's like. And then I fell in love and I was like, okay, I've got to watch more indie wrestling. And then I come across this one one show on YouTube and it was about a guy called Seth Tyler's uh, versus uh, Shinji Yamada. Um, if I pronounce the last name wrong, I'm really sorry, Shinji. Um, and I didn't realize at the time that they were the same people I was about to sit and watch at the sports club. And I'd watch Seth um, in most, like three or four other matches. And, and what had happened was I ended up watching this. My favorite one was one where he was on top of some scaffolding, jumped off the scaffolding and landed on a table. And I was like, that guy's high-flying crazy nut. Like, he's, he's mean in business, but he's dressed like a pro wrestler. He's in a pro wrestling ring. The whole thing's insane. I apologize. There is a helicopter flying overhead right now. So if that is in the way, I am so sorry. This has been probably the worst setup to a podcast because I live next to an airport and it's just nonstop fly in, fly out. So plus we've got the military around um, and they're practicing with their Black Hawks and stuff. So I don't know how the Bro Day boys do it in Townsville, whether they're just quiet all the time up there or what, but... I promise you in the next 10-15 seconds if there's noise there it'll dissipate and I'm trying to soundproof down here to an actual room where I can actually make some noise and that's not going to be in the background so anyway back to the story um so yeah so Seth was high diving off this top off this uh, scaffold and I was like this is this is crazy like I can't believe this guy's doing this and um I kept watching for, for months and months and months and months. And I was like, this is cool. And then I'd stop watching for a while because I had to focus on work and just never had time to just sit down and watch any of this. And then I took up football as kind of like a get out of the house and do something athletic. And then, yeah, we, we had this back to the, um, the sports club. We were at the sports club. All of a sudden, out comes Australian Wolf. And then I'm like, these are the guys I've been watching on YouTube. Holy these guys are the guys I've been watching on YouTube. So I was like, I've got to stick around and watch this. And then out comes all these characters with all these freaking awesome costumes, man. I'd, it was by far the coolest thing I had seen in a long time. And I was like, I've got to do this. I want to do this, man. How do I How do I get involved? Like, I don't know if they were part of Rockhampton. I don't know if they were part of where I was from or where they were, what they were doing. Little, no, little did I know that this was actually their first show as the Rockhampton show company and this was their their start and i didn't realize that until then i just thought they were traveling up and down and they were just stopping in on the way so i managed to sit and watch the show like this is this is cool man i i want to be a part of this so i saw one of my friends that i was went to high school with and she was in the front row and, and she'd seen uh looks like she was talking to some of the guys from wrestling and um i was talking to her and said how do i how do I get involved in this? And she said, don't worry. I know a guy. I'll message you or they'll message you. One of us will contact you. I was like, cool. You know, I'll wait. So I sat by my phone and I'm waiting and waiting. And uh, A couple of days went past. A week or two went past and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to message. And I ended up liking the page. And as soon as I liked the page, I got a message about three minutes later. And... Um, it was just saying, hey, man, um, we've heard a lot about you. I heard you're very keen to come and try it out. We have an open day coming up in a few weeks. If you want to give it a go, um, by all means, jump in. 
and we'll see where you're at. I'm like, cool, yeah, 100%, I'll be there, that'll be great. So I uh, went about, uh, I think it was two weeks later, I went and uh, tried out and this thing was insane. Like All the things that I didn't think I knew, everything I thought I knew, they were out the window. There was nothing compared to what I knew. Like I was, I was relearning everything and I was like, oh my God, this is how they do it. Like, this is cool. And I was just, I wanted to get involved and do more. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. So we got back to, we finished training and I got invited to an invitational day, which was the next day. And it was kind of a, um, if you made it to the next day, you're essentially making it through the rookie stage and you're going to be a rookie to train in this business. And I was like, cool, if I've made it this far, I'm hoping I'm in. And yeah, I made it in and, and trained. And about a few weeks later, uh, I met the, the referee there and he's like, hey, so I've got to go away for the next show, but I need a referee for the next show. Does anyone want to do it? And I'm like, oh, I'll do it. If it means I want to show the next show, second show into the business, I'm on it. Sure, I'll do it. So I was a referee. And then I refereed the entire show, which, by the way, was... I, I I didn't realize how much I didn't know until I stepped in the ring. Like, I didn't know how much I didn't know until I started up the, the trial for the rookies. But then I didn't know how much I didn't know again because of how much I saw when I was in the ring. And all these spots that I'm seeing and that everything's flying left, right, and center. And the night goes so quick, it's like a blur. And uh, we finally got... Everything done. The night's finished. I'm I'm exhausted, and I'm like, "This is great." They're like, "Yeah, you did it right. Do you want to come back and do more refing for now, until you get the tap on the shoulder to debut?" And I'm like, "Sure, absolutely." So I refereed I refereed in total fifty five matches, including matches from Townsville. I ended up having an opportunity to go up to Townsville and um, getting to referee some matches up there and learning some of the stuff from those guys up there. It was a really good experience for me to get up and just see it. And if if you're out there and you're watching this and you're a rookie or you're someone who uh, is wanting to get involved with wrestling and wants to be a part of wrestling, the best thing I can suggest, um, train as hard as you can. Show up to every training session. Put in the work. Put in 120, 130%. You're going to get... The more you put in, the more you're going to get out of it. But the other thing I can definitely suggest is consider doing refereeing because... A lot of people, like, they knock it and they say, look, I'm not going to do a referee because I'm here to wrestle. I'm here to be a wrestler. I'm not here to be a referee. The best thing I can say, the best thing I can recommend about being a referee or the best part about being a referee is you're going to see the stuff that the other rookies aren't going to see in the ring. You're going to be in that ring. You're going to see moves up close and personal. You're going to see how people develop their stories and their characters. You're going to know exactly what's going to work for you and what isn't going to work for you. And if you don't do that, you're not going to have the advantage of knowing what you want to do. So when it gets to question time, they say, hey, tell us about your character. You're going to be like, oh, 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 I don't know. Haven't figured that far ahead. But if you jump in the ring and referee and you're there establishing your own character while watching people, like there's guys I've got in, in our show who are like seven foot tall, built like a brick. Um, they are insanely massive and they have these great characters and these great personas and all these these really cool gimmicks. And you've got like uh, tag team guys who are just insanely cool from a different universe. Um, and there, there's like some stories out there that are just insane. And you won't see that unless you're in the ring 
and you're learning how they walk around the ring, how they ca- they carry carry their persona, and how they work in the ring, and they they as they essentially do what they do. You're not going to see from sitting back here on fourth row with little Jimmy watching the whole match. You'll be like, oh yeah, this is a cool show. But if you're in there and you're working around, you know how your ring positioning has to be and stuff like that. It's it's the things that you just don't think you need to know and you see it when you're first hand. And it's it's cool because once you're in and you're a referee, you're there for a while, you get to establish a character. Character could be a story from the referee. That's how mine started. Uh, so my character eventuated when I got bullied uh, by some wrestlers in Townsville, part of the, the storyline. Um, and I... I Broke and had enough, and end up throwing my, my referee shirt in the towel. Uh, in sorry, throwing my referee shirt out, uh, and I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm sick and tired of being pushed around. Now I'm pushing back. In comes Apex. So I'd finally done all the training for all the years. Uh, I was refereeing a lot, going to some shows, and I was I was really having a good time. You know, I was, I was going and checking out places like uh, some Brisbane shows, our shows, Townsville shows. And I was like, Dad, this is this is great. You know, I'm almost there. I think I'm ready to go. Uh, my confidence is at its best. I'm like, you know, I'm 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 willing to give this a shot and see how far I can go. And my my head coach, um, uh, Australian Wolf, um, who by the way is a phenomenal coach. Uh, he he and Sam Cannon um, are probably the two best coaches uh, you could ever ask for, as well as Colt Winchester. Um, those three combined, uh, just unbelievable, phenomenal. Uh, top to bottom, uh, look, Wolf is one of those guys who will break it down for you bit by bit by bit and literally walk through every individual move for you to make things feel more comfortable for you. And he'll work with your, with how your body is. So if you're a big guy and you can't forward roll, um, then obviously we'll work around that and... He just he makes things sound so simple and he puts it into motion and it's great. And then you've got Sam Cannon who he's one of the other trainers up there and he's another wrestler up there and phenomenal wrestler by the way. He can make everybody look good. This guy, um, he loves loves to work individually with people and show them how to fix little nooks and crannies in their in their work and and perfect it and fine tune it and just make it look like a piece of art. Um, and then you've got big old Colt Winchester, um, and I can't can't speak any more highly of this guy. Like this guy is he's insane. Um, this guy literally wears his heart on his sleeve when he wrestles, um, and it's always for the fans. But he also has the passion to teach you how to be so passionate about this this company and, and obviously this this lifestyle. But he also has a a way of teaching you. That it makes you feel like it's just, it's you just need to relax and just do it, and it's it's so nice and so refreshing to be able to go to go from someone from like when I was training as a as a football player, it was it was drill go drill go drill go and if you didn't do it I'm gonna ham you I'm gonna ham you gonna ham you to okay guys we're gonna work as a team we're gonna do this together and we're not going to stop until the last person gets it right. And we're all going to work this one together. And we're all going to make sure that we start together, we finish together, and we do this together as a family. And that's all three of those guys can really make you feel like family. So hats off to them. Um, because, yeah, without those three guys, I probably wouldn't... No, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at today. 
Um, and then there's like a million other guys that I could thank for who they are and what they've brought to me. Um, a lot of the Townsville boys were that. Uh, they showed me things that I should and shouldn't do. Um, and it opened my eyes up to a couple of things that I, I didn't see for myself as a character. And it became a great thing to, to learn. So I'm going through the training session with these guys and um, so it's a few years have passed. We've, we've just gone to our, our uh, main event show of the year. So Stampede was our main event show. Uh, it's our WrestleMania of the year. Um, and we're doing a bit of training work just in the ring beforehand. And I remember uh, Wolf was, was talking to me and he's like, yeah, just do this and take a bump here and run a line there and um, hit the ropes and all this stuff. And he goes, it's good. It's good. It's solid work. I like what you're doing. Um, just a little bit of more fine-tuning. Do this, this, this. You're all good. And I was just listening and just doing what he said. Just go, you know what? Let's try again. Let's hit it. Let's keep going until we've got this thing right. And uh, we got to the end of the training. And he goes, do you have any gear? And I was like, uh, yeah. I've got like ref gear. And he goes, no, no. Have you got wrestling gear? I said, yeah. I've got wrestling gear. I've always started like planning ahead and getting my character ready just in case. And he goes, cool. Uh, Townsville's... Jeez, I keep hitting the post. Townsville show, you're in for your first match. And obviously I was speechless. Like I I couldn't thank this guy enough um, because he, he stuck by me. They didn't give up on me. All three of those guys didn't give up on me. And there were times where I almost quit. Like, I'm not going to lie, guys. It was There were times where I almost walked out because there were times where I doubted myself. I didn't think I was going to be able to do this. Um, I'm not going to lie, I got impatient. Everybody wants to do it straight away. And patience is definitely a virtue in this one. The longer you hold off on getting into the ring, the better you're going to be because you can fine-tune everything and then you can get out there and it's an art and it's not just a, a work. It's it's something that you get to show everybody what you can do and you're showcasing the best of you as well as obviously putting on a damn good show for everybody else. But I was I was just getting to the point where I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could do this anymore. I've got to walk away. I don't know what I, I, don't know what I want to do. And Colt Winchester pulled me aside and he goes, Hey man, look, I'm not giving up on you just yet. Don't give up on yourself just yet. Keep pulling through. I promise you, you're almost at the finish line. And uh, yeah, if it wasn't for that guy there, I probably would have walked out. But he, he showed me that it's it's okay to be vulnerable at some stages during all of this training and, and feel like you're, you're not going to be good enough. But just remember there are people around you who support you and know that if you're going to do this, they got your back and they're going to help you get to the very end and they're going to be behind you 100%. You just need to know that they're there for you and just keep pushing because, yeah, you, 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 there's no need for you to to sit and sulk and go, oh, I'm never going to make it because that's not going to work. I end up pulling my head in and going, you know what? I can do this. I know what I need to do. I just need to go shut up and do it. And that's what I did. So after a while, it finally paid off. Here we are. Two and a half, almost three years later, finally at my debut. Ten or so days out from the shows when the nerves started kicking in. So I got the call up. Cool. I'm going to the Townsville show. Bring my gear. Let's go. Let's do this. So nerves started kicking in and I'm like, I'm at this point, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm a few days out. This is going to be big. I don't know what I'm going to do. What's going to happen? Um, should I message the guy? What do I do? Do I talk about the match? Or do I just wait? So I was like, oh, I'll do the right thing. I'll message him. I'll talk to him and say, hey, man. My name's Alex, you know, I'm, I'm going to be versing you at the next show. I, I just I want to know that I, I want you to know that I really appreciate this and look forward to working with you. And Bubbles was just, he was just so nice about everything. He was like, yeah, man, absolutely. Can't wait to work with you. 
You know, it's going to be so cool. You know, we're going to have a, we're going to have a great match. And so we end up meeting up afterwards, and we were like talking about our match structure and how we're going to go through everything and and stuff like that. And then um, uh, get to the night of the show, and uh, I'm putting my gear on, and then that's when it's surreal. And I'm like, oh, this is happening. Like this is I'm not going out as a referee anymore. I'm I'm going out as Apex. Like this is going to be this is going to be huge for me. Nerves are flying everywhere. I'm forgetting the time. I think at one stage I was pacing up and down a set of uh, timber crates because I was trying to see the show, but I was trying to remember my spots. And um, I remember remember two people giving me some great advice um, before I walked out of the curtains. So I'm just about to head to the curtains because my match was coming up next. And I get this uh, referee, the head ref of Townsville, Ref Chris, he comes up and he goes, just remember out there, man, breathe. You've got this. I said, yep. Oh, I've got this. I'm breathing. I'm good. And then just as I'm about to come through the curtains again, out comes Colt Winchester and he says to me, he goes, this is your moment. You've earned this. Go show them what you can do. I was like, cool. And then my music plays and I am just, I've, I've spaced. I've blacked out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I doing? What am I going to do? Oh my God. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I remember that. So my entrance song is Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. So there's that small start that it's just like, it's a da 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 That's my build-up. And then as soon as the drums hit, that's when I run out. And uh, I remember, all I remember is running so fast out because I was so pumped up that I overshot the entrance to the ring. And I had to come back but make it look natural. And I've come all the way back across. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's freaking go. High-fiving the fans and working my way into the ring. And then I'm like, this is cool, but I was so nervous and I was like, just, I was shaking and the best part was it actually worked into the story that I had, so um, I didn't know that I was versing Bubbles when I came out to the ring um, and then uh, the, the general manager up there, she'd come out and said, sorry, the commissioner came out and said, uh, you're going to have a match against Bubbles Calhoun and because I was shaking so much, my lips were like, sort of thing and I'm like, it, it actually made it look like I was telling a story through my face of being absolutely scared the, the Jesus out of me uh, for Bubbles coming out there to kick my butt. So I was, yeah, it was, oh, I, I honestly cannot describe how much of a feeling that was to be able to have that match. And it went so quick, but I, I, I know that it was, it was a good match. It was, it was a good match for me. It was a great match for me, I believe. Again, it's only had my first match, so I can't really say it was the best match. It was a great match. You're always going to want to pick on things and go, you know, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. The one thing I will learn, though, I will never, ever, ever wear hot sauce sriracha underwear underneath tights ever again. Uh, if you get to have a chance, uh, I don't believe it'll be up by the time this podcast goes up. But QWA, Townsville, Apex Anderson versus Bubbles Calhoun. There is a part where he is giving me a wedgie and the only thing you see is hot sauce sriracha underwear underneath and I forgot to pack black underwear or black tights for underneath the pants. So that is... The one thing I will definitely say I will take away from all of this is do not wear different colored underwear while you are wrestling. If by any chance you can wear just plain black or designer label underwear, it's probably the best thing you can do. That was the advice they gave to me afterwards because the referee then had to come pull my pants up after I got choke slammed through the actual ring. So best thing I can suggest is underwear, choose wisely because if it shows, everybody's going to see it. And apparently everybody saw my underwear for a while there. So that's the only thing I can think of at the moment that I pick on. But, so we are at the stage now where the match is done, I've finished, I'm, I'm in 
a state of euphoria. Like I'm just like, this has been amazing. This experience is great. Um, I've just got my next match booked. I'm in a Rumble match um, October 30th uh, for Hardcore Halloween, and uh, that's a $10,000 Rumble. I'm going in there with 30 other guys, also 29 other guys, and I hope to come out on top. Uh, but there are some big contenders, so I'm sure if I don't go the distance, it'll be because there's some big guys there who'll probably just yeet me out of the ring. Um, but yeah, so that's the story so far. So Apex Anderson is essentially a character that I have created that is a a more... Uh, oh, I can't really say that because everybody knows who I am outside of this. They know I'm a pretty excitable person and I love to talk and I love to be excited about ideas and I'll always come up with something really cool and I'll talk about it. Um, Apex is more of a character to me in my head of he's the manipulative study anarchist. Well, actually, I don't think that's the right choice of words, but bear with me here. Apex is the character who he's, he's studied everybody for the last two years of refereeing. He's He's the guy who just, he's put every bit of pain away. So imagine Apex is the Black Panther suit uh, that takes the beating and it just keeps storing and storing and storing and unloads at the end. Um, that's kind of like what Apex is. Apex was designed to be the absolute pinnacle or the apex of the, the roster. And his sole purpose is to prove that he is the best in the business that he is running. Uh, best, in the business, best in the business that he's a part of. So... Apex is going to go out there every month and prove that he has what it takes to be a part of the roster, to be the best in the roster. Um, obviously not the best in the world because you don't want to be saying dumb stuff like that. Um, one piece of advice that, yeah. If you get a chance, Day Podcast, they explain it a hell of a lot better than I will, but don't tell everybody you're the best in the world because, yeah, I'll let them explain that. But yeah, so I... I want to prove to people that I'm the best in the business and what I do is study everybody and I use their weaknesses against them. And and the whole point is to be this really calculated character who we don't really have one of those in in my my town. Uh, we have a spook star, we have an outlaw, we have a cowboy, we have a cherry bombshell um, and you've got a 17 steps to success program, man. But you don't have anybody who's who's clinical and who is studying and who is taking their, their shot to use weaknesses against people. And it's very, I don't know, the, the, the best word to use, but I think probably clinical was probably the best word to use. It was more along the lines of Apex is going to be the person you need to worry about if you've got an injury because he'll find it and he'll use it and that's how he'll win. He'll manipulate that joint until the end of the, the, the match. Um, and obviously my finisher is uh, the Diamond Cutter, uh, or the to the more official known name is the RKO. Um, and I I know that that sounds like I've kind of like copyrighted Randy Orton. I didn't think about that in the beginning. Um, Apex Predator, Randy Orton, RKO... I just thought of Apex being the best of. Um, and at the time, I'd heard that... I'd heard someone say something in French. It was French or German? And it was a really cool name, but the way they described it was it was to be the Apex. And my actual name translates to that 
somewhere else. So there was a, there was like a, I'm really muddling this part up, but I guarantee you it was, I was talking to somebody and they said that my name, if confused and said differently, actually means Apex. So it was my name or if I said it a different way, it meant Apex. And I was like, well, that's cool. That's kind of like, you know, one slip up and you get the different, you get a different outcome. And that's kind of where I got Apex from was that it was, well, there, that is itself. Yeah, Apex is like, yeah, one slip up and there's a different outcome. If you slip up in the ring, Apex is going to take advantage of that and he's going to have an outcome that's probably not going to be in your favor. So I kept that. I thought that was really, really cool. You know, my, my actual name is one syllable off from being Apex in a different country. And I was like, you know, that that's cool. Um, and then it, it just kind of ties into the, the character itself, obviously. But I won't keep circling back to the whole idea of that. I'll just, yeah, that's Apex. Um, so hopefully Apex has a few more matches up his belt over the next few months that kind of progresses him to make him look like a contender. Um, obviously, I want to establish myself as a character first and go from there and then. Uh, whether that builds into a, a title match up the track, I hope so, but who knows? Um, obviously, everybody wants to rule the world. Um, I'd like to have a shot at one of my belts, um, where I'm from, um, but that'll come with time, I'm sure, or I just wait, and if not, well, you know what? I'm still loving what I do, no matter what. Um, so, yeah, so Apex is now in the scene. Um, he's got a couple matches coming up shortly, um, and that's that's really it so far. So, that, that ties into, obviously, uh, why I do this. So, obviously, I do the wrestling kind of thing because I get to be somebody else outside of the ring. Um, a little bit of me, but I also get to be somebody else entirely and get to put on a show for people, and I love performing. I love performing for people who just, like... There was there was one day where I had... Uh, I'll tell you about this one. So, I was refereeing, and it was a main event of the evening. Um, it was a QWA Rockhampton title belt changeover the, the, the belt was um was lost to the heel of the company and uh what had happened was i took a spear in the final few minutes of the match and i was the referee so i accidentally caught the spear i'm outside the ring i'm dead there is an 11 year old kid crying my name out in the crowd saying please get up and there's tears streaming from this kid's face and that to me was the the moment where i realized i love this job because it's not even a job. They say what you love what you do. You never work a day in your life. Please, I, I yeah, beyond love this job. Uh, but that that they're the reason why because you get to have those fans that are so passionate about who you are and what you do and what you bring to the table and and every single show they are always either chanting you or booing you. But at the end of the day, that makes you change or that makes you feel different inside and out because you could have a like, I work as a cook and, and uh, shift leader manager sort of thing for my other job. Um, and by day, that's, you know, I like the job. I love the job. I love what I do there as well. I have so many cool people there. My boss is my friend. Um, I get to work with Colt Winchester as well, which is cool. And we get to talk wrestling all day. We get to talk smack all day. It's cool. It's great. Um, but you, you have your stressful days. You have the days where you're just like, I just want to stay in bed. And the one thing you need to look forward to is wrestling. And the best part about that is that is my outlet. That is the place I go to get away from everything else and go, you know what? I'm going to be somebody else today. I'm going to be Apex. I'm going to be the ref. Or wherever I need to be, I'm going to be somebody else that I can just enjoy myself a bit more for. So I do that because of that. And I do this podcast because of that as well. Because I know that there are people out there who want to talk and they want to listen and they want to hear what we have to say and our kind of side of the story. And 
that's where I want to kind of bring this back to the rest of the world. You know, just share my story with the rest of the world and go, okay, what's your story as well? And obviously, that is why the podcast is called The World of Wrestling. So we can kind of establish ourselves around the world and go, okay, well, you live here and you do this and I live here and I do that. And we're all coming together for the one thing we all love the most. So I'll leave that there with you guys. Um, I want to thank you all for joining me today on this podcast in the Sunday session with your one and only host. Uh, Hopefully next week we will have more than just one host and we will talk absolute nonsense on the Sunday session. Um, But for now, I will sign off. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook. We are now on Facebook uh, at World of Wrestling Podcast or World of Wrestling Pod. Uh, I believe it is World of Wrestling Podcast. Uh, on Facebook, uh, look for the big earth with uh, wow in the middle. Uh, hashtag wow factor. Um, that is our catchphrase. Um, hashtag catchphrase. Uh, so hashtag wow factor. World of, War, uh, World of Warcraft. I almost just slipped up then. World of Wrestling. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. The video will be on our YouTube account. The podcast will be on Spotify, spotify.com forward slash world of wrestling pod. If you can't find us, link will be in the description below or link will be on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash world of wrestling podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me. I am Alex and I will see you in the next video. Bye-bye.